Hello and welcome back to the Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and today we bring you two multifaceted gentlemen, Stephen Roche and Paul Belsito, who both had their own unique careers in entertainment before they decided to become partners and founders of the Filmmakers Gallery, which is a gallery that serves to curate film for screenings as the art. Earlier in their career as filmmakers themselves, they premiered their documentary, Teach Your Children Well, which was narrated by Lily Tomlin and directed by Gary Takesian for Kat Kramer's Films That Changed the World at Sunset Gower Studios in Hollywood, California. Special guests of the Filmmakers Gallery have included Lily Tomlin, actress and comedian from Grace and Frankie 9 to 5, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, actor from Modern Family, Coco Peru, comedian and actress from Girls Will Be Girls and Tu Wong Fu, Catherine Joustin, actress from Desperate Housewives, and writer-comedian Bruce Valanche. Both of these gentlemen have had such a very unique career in entertainment before deciding to partner together. Please enjoy this wonderful conversation, hearing some of the highlights along the way and the many incredible stories they have to share. Please welcome Stephen and Paul. Now, you both have such an interesting journey of how you kind of started your organization. Um, I would love to hear about each of your individual stories of how you kind of got into being in the industry. We started our own post company and wound up working on the first season of the original X-Files. The reason we got that is the producer happened at their office, their editing office was across the street in Toluca Lake and they came over to our building and uh, the associate producer said, does anybody have a Quantel paint system? And like we do and and that's and that's literally how we got the gig they literally walked down the hallway and we stepped outside in the hallway and went we do and that paint system is now archaic correct yeah that paint <laughs> so, yeah due to technology yeah. tells you how old we are right yeah so that's kind of how i got into post-production when i started out in fine art i got a fine arts degree you know my family would always say when are you going to get a real job, Paul? Because they, they both worked in offices and, and you know, you, you still want to have that job and dream job one day where you can put to use your talents. And for me, it was always art. I ended up being a caricature artist and a portrait artist at Disneyland. And I worked in the New Orleans, New Orleans Square Department of the park where Stephen actually worked in the same department as me, but not at the same time. We never really met. It was like the story would when Harry met Sally, you know. I left uh, two years before you started. Yeah, so we, we didn't really cross paths there, but later in life. Oh, but um, a weird, interesting sidebars. Before I worked inside Disneyland, I worked in the entertainment division. And right. uh, I was doing a lot of work at uh, theater work at Long Beach, uh, Studio Theater, Long Beach Community Playhouse. And a friend of mine said, oh, they're having auditions tomorrow for male dancers at Disneyland, you'd be perfect. I'm like, I don't know how to dance. And so she told me, you know, three, three tips to go. She goes, never stop moving, never stop smiling, and you'll get hired. And I did what she told me to do, and I wound up being a dancer at Disneyland for two years. <laughs> to give you a little background about how long we've been doing this together, we actually started working together, it seemed like, within the first year. It's like we found out was, yeah. how much common interest we had as, you know, relationship-wise. And it's like, hmm, maybe we should put this to you. So, yeah. So we leased the space uh, end of May, and then we, we were um, opening what end of June. And then the week before we opened, uh, Paul called me and said, oh, I just got laid off. 
anyway, I just said, welcome to your new full-time job. So I said, now you'll, you'll have to work that gallery gallery space that I was usually alone by myself and until customers would come in and you know when you're new you have to build your clientele and so in the beginning it was very I felt very lonely there. <laughs> well and we have to clarify so, that the first gallery was uh, Belsito Rocher Fine Art Gallery. We named it, it after was, uh, our last name. It was a traditional fine art fine art gallery. Uh, painting, sculpture, uh, drawing. Yeah it was, uh, we, nothing to do with with uh, multimedia or film or anything that yeah that was uh when we moved to our second space in 2012 um i was taking paul to a lot of um i've been a member of the tv academy for years so i voted on the emmy award so i would take paul to um pre pre emmy um parties and events and things like that and yeah he noticed there was this formula you you'd watch the program and then there'd be a panel on stage and then there'd be a very observant afterwards i'm very observant i'm like so when I we, like this. So when we moved to the new space, Paul's like, I think we should, and we weren't having that much luck with fine art because it was still 2009, 10, 11. Well, Tom Beards was, was, uh, Tom Beards had, was we, one of our biggest. We shows. had like, right before we changed from the traditional gallery to the new space, we featured this artist and he created the most buzz of anybody we ever highlighted there at the gallery. I mean, we had, you know, great, successful events i think but out of all of them and he was the actor on young and the restless he pay, played a character for many many years called philip chancellor the third and he was i think cricket's boyfriend if anybody followed that soap opera way back or knows about it through their parents or aunts and uncles or whatever whoever watched the show um he was a very popular person on and off the show and he's very talented as an artist even though we're a fine art gallery, look at who the artists are. They're friends of ours in entertainment. They're writers, producers. They're, so that I think that kind of also planted the seed in your head. Okay, we're already kind of having uh, performers that also make fine art, which is kind of common. Yeah. And then we move to the new space. It's like, okay, let's make a multimedia gallery and start showing independent yeah. film and shorts and LGBTQ cinema. I think uh, it was relatively smooth because the first film we screened was an Irish a horror movie yeah. produced and directed by our friend Bing Bailey. And um, we saw some of it and we're like, uh, ooh, this is kind of like makes the exorcist look not so scary. Yeah. And, and it was really kind of graphic. And, um, and we had sold out and we had what, like 30 people, over 30 people, a yeah. smaller space, but, and just watching the reaction of the crowd and um, we were sitting in the back, that was really thrilling. And then I wanted to start incorporating uh, book signings, first book signings. So our first oh, book first signing, book signing yeah. was uh, a friend of mine, Charmaine Carr, who played Liesl in The That's Sound right. of Music. And she'd written uh, two best-selling New York Times bestsellers. And, um, I asked her if she would come down and she did and we cleared everything out and we had a, um, a standing reception, champagne reception. And, and we played um, clips from the movie. We couldn't yeah. play the movie because you know you have to get the rights for that. First person that popped into my mind was Charmy. So I called her up and um, didn't hear for a couple of weeks. So I turned to Paul one day and I said, you know, I never heard back from Charmy. I don't think she wants to do it. The phone rang and I picked it up and she, she said, oh, it's Charmy. Sorry, I didn't get back to you. I'd love to. 
Her ears must have been burning. So we yeah. actually, she was actually Michael Jackson's interior designer. People don't know that uh, Liesl from The Sound of Music was an internationally known interior designer. She designed uh, Jackie Onassis's uh, New York apartment and she became good friends with Michael Jackson. So she designed Neverland Ranch. Yeah. And um, so we kind of promoted all of that. A lot of people, if they're wondering which of the Von Trapp she is, she's the one that's saying, I oh, am 16, 16 going on 17, which I have to um, say hello in case he's listening, because I'll tell him about this. Um, oh. Our friend Rolf, Rolf, uh, Dan Truitt. He played Ralph in The Sound of Music. It's his birthday today. So happy oh, birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, yeah, if Dan. Yeah, if you're watching. I know he'll probably watch this after the fact, but that's okay. So we um, did this movie with Lily Tomlin. We got her to narrate the film. And it's called Teach Your Children Well. It's about kids being bullied in middle school and as they go further into LGBTQ high school. LGBTQ kids. LGBTQ yeah. kids being bullied. And also it deals with the murder of Lawrence King, who was shot um, while he was going to um, school, actually while he was in school, by a guy that he had a crush on, and he said he wanted to be his valentine. Well, the guy came back to school like the very next day, next day, and, and killed him in class. And so it kind of, that back then, it was like the spark of all these school shootings. So our movie was a hot topic, although because it was independent, it never got really the attention that it deserved because if it was picked up by a major distribution company, I think things would have been better with the movie. Mm -hmm. But I think it's still very timely. I mean, you can watch our film today and still it has the same message for, yeah. you know, although kids aren't, and most of the kids aren't even that much in class nowadays, but it's still like down the road will and James. be something that kids should watch. And um, we had our Hollywood red carpet premiere there at Sunset Gower Studios, and we had a great assembly of Hollywood stars show up for it on the red carpet. They got a whole, uh, uh, it was great, uh, big yellow school bus, and we were all on the bus with all the celebrity guests and the speakers, and, and the, the young... bus kind of pulled up to the, um, well, I guess the cafeteria. The, uh, it started like commissary, the, I guess. Cafeteria area. Yeah, we had uh, a reception first. And it was it, fun. It was really fun. Yeah. And Lily Tomlin uh, created a cheer. Taking pictures of all that. And um, where was I going with this? Because I About just the got. Cheer. Oh, the Not cheer. Exactly. Yeah. So th they said, let's do this cheer. And we had like Bruce Valange. We had Judy Tenuta, you know, with the comedian with the accordion and um god so many great people and lily's like in charge and she's like okay everybody coco peru who she was in our documentary as well and she's like let's do this cheer and so lily's like right on it she, she's telling everybody what to say she says be a buddy uh not a bully 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 no buddy yes and she'd shake her paws like this she was uh <laughs> teaching us on the bus she was teaching us on the bus and by the time we all assembly lined off the bus and tom beards actually was there so ironically you know we were able to segue him cross from, from the, ga the gallery event and said hey we want you to be a part of this because he was bullied when he was growing up as as a you know as openly gay now but back then and coco peru as well being the persona she is, had a very important story to tell in our documentary about how she was bullied or he was bullied Clinton um, when he was growing up. So it sends a, a really important message. We were so fortunate to be involved in that.
We produced um, season three of the web series, Child of the 70s, and mm -hmm. I won't talk too much about that aspect, but again, it was, um, it this. was friends, um, friends all getting together, yeah. and the one thing led to the other, so that opportunity came about just kind of within within a circle of friends. Cindy Brady was, but, in, um, was in my house where I grew up in because they needed a, yeah. a location for like Susan Hall's the, the, the soap opera where the soap opera was being uh, filmed in a house and my parents like, oh, we can donate our house. And so here's Susan Olson and my good friend from high school, Sheena Metal, she goes by that name on LA Talk Radio. And they became best they friends. They became best friends in real life. And so Susan got brought into the project uh, through her and uh, Michael Vaccaro was the creative creator Michael Vaccaro and he had so many great people in the project and we were so lucky to be part of that as producers so then so, so by um, by um, doing that donating the house and uh, kind of in producing it we met all of the people uh, behind the scenes and the actors and a lot of those people became friends but also so there's no better way to connect than having like a cast and crew, we had almost 60 people for two days on over Thanksgiving weekend. So um, again, that we thought, well, this is a great opportunity. So now we're forever connected to, you know, uh, the, the sound person, the DP. But I would say to younger people too, um, and I always, whenever I, I um, coach or advise, I say, join, uh, join every group you can, especially if you're a student. There's um, student memberships in International Documentary Association. There's student memberships in the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. And I joined uh, when I was in college and then uh, stayed a student member a couple of years and was out a couple of years. And then when I started working on the X-Files, uh, I've been like a lifetime member. I've been a member for 25 years. But I think it, it's um, a great way to network. Uh, to meet people and there's a lot of opportunities yeah. and the student memberships are um, really cheap compared to you know the adult professional memberships um, I think film independent has a student one pretty much every every uh, as you guys know every uh, industry organization uh, and a lot of on online social media groups are great too like Facebook yeah. groups where you get writers that are all having you know common interests and and just to kind of like see you know, the people, what they got out there, sharing their links, and it connects you so much easier. Um, and it targets those areas. You yeah, know, you're targeted to see that specific group, you know. I just joined um, uh, Palm Springs Women in Film and Television as a couple of friends of ours were members. And when I kind of researched um, what the organization was about, they, they kind of have feelers and connections that stretch from one end of this valley all the way to the other. Yeah. They're very well established, and they're they're producing uh, two live action short films, um, kind of within the confines of, of membership. So that's another thing that well, we may or may not you know get involved with that. But uh, so um, you know, I'm always looking for the opportunity that the kind of building block that leads to the next step and the next step. And, yeah. And I'm also hearing that um, you guys took care of your people that you, you know, several times you've taken someone to lunch or you have people over your house for a party, you know, mm -hmm. and feeding them and giving them your goodness and your gratitude. And I think that for sure makes friends. 
We also do DVD signings for our events, yeah. which are so cool because when you have the DVD, you have right there, you have the actor sign it, you have the director sign it, producers. So that's that makes it so, so in, fun. In terms of, of finding guests, I mean, I think that's um, pretty attractive to independent yes. filmmakers. We're, we're giving you the Palm Springs Cultural Center. We're giving you a venue. You could sign your book. You could sign your DVDs, have the Q&A, and... Um, and uh, create community all at the same yeah, time. So that's right. we try to kind of present um, present the evening as a, as a package and an opportunity. Well, even like, you know, Tippi Hedren, I mean, we were watching the line, line of people uh, lining up to buy our books and some people bought three books and for <laughs> gifts and everything. And, and, you know, Paul and I were like, wow, every time we looked around the corner, there was like 25, 30 people in line. Yeah. And, yeah, so we, we, we love it here and we can't wait for things to get back to normal. And in the meantime, we just got to be very creative. Yep. More creative than we already are, uh, normally already are. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, but thank you both so yeah, much and um, we wish you well. And congratulations on that. Yeah. Hi, this is Monica with Points of View Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave us a review. As you know, Points of View Podcast is the official podcast of Moving Parts Film Festival. We've completed our fall selections and we'll be back next year in 2021. To learn more, visit our website at www.movingpartsfilmfestival.org. Thank you so much for listening.